Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be back with you for part six of the Metric Minute, brought to you by Vault Performance. I'm Kareem Durkawi, and this time we'll wrap up our discussion on concentric impulse by examining how it relates to body mass. As you recall, impulse is determined just like calculating the area of a shape. However, it yields only an absolute value of applied force without considering its effect on an object. We need to consider the relative effect of a given force to understand the outcomes. Imagine if we gave the same amount of fuel to identical cars, but one of them needed to move lots of heavy bricks. The added mass decreases fuel efficiency. In other words, the same tank of gas is now less effective and can't take the car as far. It's the same for athletes. Greater body mass dilutes the benefits of an applied force during a vertical jump. In this example, a 350-pound lineman produced an impulse of 412, whereas a 190-pound receiver produced only 266. However, since the receiver's weight to concentric impulse ratio was higher, he had a better vertical jump and did well in other key performance indicators. The take-home message is that a higher concentric impulse is always desirable, but performance programs should aim to achieve a force-to-mass ratio that's most appropriate for a given sport or position. Next time, we'll discuss the landing phase and start talking about how to view the force time curve as a whole rather than individual segments. Until then, please feel free to touch base with me or any of us at Vault Performance. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world. From everything from career advice to training modalities to programming, there's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, I got a real quick one for you guys. It's something that's been kind of bugging me here a bit. It's something that, you know, I, I thought it was just Greybeard being a grumpy old curmudgeon, but, you know, it, it came up in fellowship. So at least I know that those people are, you know, noticing it too. And it, it's come up in a few conversations with people from different circles in, in the training world. So it's something that I at least people are, are talking about and are, are bothering them in, in different areas of the sport. And, you know, I think that uh, it's it's really just comes down to like we need to be a little bit more candid and a little bit more careful with some of this unsolicited advice that's getting thrown around here. I think that there's two things that are happening right now and they're both related to injuries and they're both related to the pandemic. The first is people are looking at these things that are occurring and are trying to talk about it and are trying to identify things and are trying to look for either trends 
or possible things that are impacting, in a negative sense, uh, the athlete that's leading to some of these problems. Now, of course, prediction and, and complete and total eradication of injuries is a pipe dream, and it's not going to happen. But to sit here and say, hey, it's a big uptick in ACL or in Achilles ruptures, and there's been an uptick in ACL tears in the NFL with the layoff and with shorter camp and this and that, you know, without the preseason, really without uh, preseason games and things of that nature, like a bunch of different changes and conversations that have been occurring so that people can try to be better off in the spring when the student athletes return for their competitive seasons, because they're going to have another layoff. It's not going to be as long, but it'll be more challenging because if you're anywhere above the Mason Dixon line, you might not be running outside in January in upstate New York or Michigan or Minnesota if you're coming back to play soccer or lacrosse or whatever, right? So again, this is a bridge we're going to have to cross. So these conversations that are leading to back and forth are important. But then the other side is the people that are using these unsolicited advice tactics as a way to play off of the anxiety that coaches have of job security. People taking clips of injuries and saying, oh, another one, and treating it as though the people that are overseeing these teams don't know what they're doing, or that these were completely controllable, or downplaying the role that that staff has with the individual. And that's garbage. All that's doing is being divisive and tearing us apart. And that's doing exactly the opposite of what our vocation needs. And I may touch on this at a later talk, but what this corner of sports, what our problem really stems from, in my opinion, is the fact that we don't have a specific purpose, right? We don't have a quantifiable purpose. And that leads to the anxiety that we have. People get nervous because, well, they got faster, but more kids got hurt. They didn't get faster, but less kids got hurt. They got super strong, but and nobody got hurt, but we lost a lot of games. So, like, we're kind of in that, like, it's like the whole thing with loss, right? Where we're, we're just kind of down there on this island in the middle in this purgatory where we don't know which way we're going. So then when these people turn around and they say, oh, well, if you would have moved like this, or if your perception would have been like that, or if you would have trained with me doing this like I do with this team – and they peacock around in the gear or whatever with the team that they like to be associated with that may or may not have a crystal clear injury report at the present moment also. But these people like to point these things out. Or they take their one example, the N of one that they have, the one athlete or the one movement that you see in this random video that is like perfect to how they want it to be shown. But then all of a sudden that player is either not very good anymore or is unfortunate to have an injury. Well, then now what? Now what? If this was the way, the way didn't work, well, now what? Why are we sitting here and trying to toy with coaches' emotions for the betterment of some one person as opposed to trying to work together to build and grow so that we can actually have a firmer grasp on what we're doing. Why? Why not? And listen, I get it, man. Like, people got to get paid. People got to do things to live. I get it. 
people do these things for their their field, their profession, their business, their whatever. I get it. But there's a difference between being brought in as an audit or running a self-audit or having your programming or your staff looked at by an outside entity and people just unsolicitedly telling you this is wrong, that's wrong, the other thing's wrong, and you suck because that last one's trash. There's a lot of really good people that do what we do. There's a lot of really good people out there that are trying to find better ways for us to be better next semester because this was hard. This was hard. No one's ever dealt with this. So to sit here and turn around and start blaming people, that ain't, that's not right because no one had a crystal ball. No one knew any of this that was going to happen. So, where I think we need to go is we need to start having more dialogue and we need to start talking about more of what we're seeing. We need to talk about more about what we're doing and the results we're getting. So that that way, we can all sit here and be like, huh, well, that works for Jay, but it wouldn't work for me because of this. Okay, well, maybe you should talk to Jay because then Jay could tell you, well, that's funny because it didn't work for us that way, so we did it a little bit different. Or, hey, that's a great idea for you to do it different. That might actually work here. There's no secrets. And there's been a lot of really, really smart people that probably thought of the stuff that we're pretending are secrets. So let's work together more to get through this because we can be better. And to those that want to continue to try to impress people by pointing out all of these bad things, I'm sorry that you feel like you have to do that to have your place because a lot of you probably are way better than you think you are and can do way better work than just really stealing clips from CBS and ESPN and putting them on Instagram or Facebook and being like, look at this. This is what you guys did wrong because we can be better. But as always, truly appreciate everything y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. See you then.